Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to broad tree hockey radio that's right bsh radio we are back from our memorial day uh little hiatus. vacation yeah our little one week hiatus and we're better than ever i think we're real jacked up mm. for this week <laughs> jacked not. up is the yeah. correct term i, I think. just my name is bill matt and i just discovered a new bigger size at starbucks it's the trenta it's 10 more ounces, which is exactly what I needed. Wait, that's real? Yeah. I always thought that was like a just a thing that people made up on the internet. No, yeah, I thought so too. Someone in front of me ordered it. It was like that. I want one of those. I would also appreciate a bucket of iced coffee. Anyway, I Sorry. am your director of Fun and Games for the evening. Uh, we have a lot to get to, so let's just get it right started. Uh, let's open it up with my broadcast partner in crime, Steph Delicious D. Steph Driver. So I've got a couple things that I need to get off my chest. First of all, literally, I'm wearing a Washington Capitals t-shirt because I am a jinx. I want them to lose. It is apparently not working very well, but I am a jinx. I'm still all in on the glitter nights. I'm just hoping to rub some of my bad luck off on the caps tonight. The Earth Mother isn't falling for your reverse psychology. I don't even know what you just said to me, but but (laughs) we're all made of stars. So, (laughs) Um, The next, the next is that the marketing executive that gave the okay on that Gatorade Real Smooth commercial should be serving multiple life sentences (laughs) in prison. Actually, they should be lit on fire. While serving multiple life sentences in prison. That that commercial is an abomination. It is an abomination. I just want to know, for, for both the NBA and NHL playoffs, why they didn't go with teams who would at least, like, I don't know, make it out of the... Out of the first round, or in the NHL's case, into the playoffs. You know, like when did they, when could they possibly have filmed this that they thought, you know what? Not only is Patrick Kane a public relations nightmare, but he's in last place. Let's put him in this commercial that's going to be all over the place. And you go with like Oklahoma City. Like why? Real why? smooth. Like yeah. get the fuck Why? out of here. Oh my god, I hate it so much. I hate it so much. It could be now, yes, Patrick Kane is a nightmare. Absolutely. But it could be anybody in that commercial and I would yeah, hate it. Yeah, it's it's a bad commercial. It. I would hate it so much. I think the only thing worse is the spelling bee commercial. No, this one's worse. This one's worse. O R R. Like they have so many goddamn amazing Stanley Cup commercials and they go with guys just spelling their name. Well. I can't stand it. Ugh. Um, I'll Get announce the rest of your stuff. All right. So the, the next is you are the listeners right now on Facebook. And then tomorrow, um, when you listen to the recording, you'll be the first to hear about it. We do have an official draft party and a location is going to be Tavern on Broad. Now this is going to be Friday, June 22nd, uh, beginning at 6 PM. The NHL hasn't released a time that the draft starts, but. Last year it was seven o'clock, so we assume this year will also be seven o'clock. Um, do you have any inside information on that? I'm banking on it being seven o'clock. Yeah. I, I that would make the most sense. I would assume at the very latest it would be eight, just because of the time difference for I hope Dallas. They do it but in the middle of the I can't. Ima- I can't imagine it be any later than it eight. was in Chicago last year, and it was seven. Then so. it'll probably be yeah. Seven. So we're Texas going for seven. Observe daylight saving. Daylight savings though, so who knows? They do. They do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the party, the party is at Tavern on Broad, Friday, June twenty second, beginning at six o'clock. We have half off all drinks except for shots and Red Bull, and half off appetizers. Just say Broad Street Hockey when you get to the door, 
and you'll get a wristband that gives you half off everything until 10 p.m. Many are wondering, since we're the hosts of this party, if the if you should bring us gifts. The yes. answer, of course, is yes. Oh, my God, yes. I accept all gifts. Thank I you. would like to be showered with both gifts and compliments and affections. Same. Possibly. <laughs> Same. I will take money. <laughs> I like food. <laughs> What's the last thing, Steph? I think done? that was it. That okay. was it. I got my uh, one, two, and three. Flyers fan Fridays. I read about it today. I want you to talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, we're well. We didn't have a show after I announced it. So, Flyers fan Fridays uh, is on the website broadstreethockey.com. Um, on we've got fan posts, we've got fan shots, and we want to hear from you. So every Friday, I'm going to be pulling from those two pools. Um, fan shots are: Hey, you had a tweet that you really liked. Let me see it. Um, you had you posted a, vid- a video somewhere of you talking about the flyers. I want to see it, so put it in a fan shot. Um, the fan post, you have something to say about anything at all, throw it into a fan post, and I'm going to be looking at all of them. So the ones that are appropriate, please maintain to our community standards. Thank you. Um, and, and that are good in moving the conversation forward will get put on our, our, fr- our front page. Um, and we'll also treat them as if they are one of our native posts. So they'll go onto Facebook, onto Twitter, as if they are um, coming from us, but they will have the designation Flyers Fan Friday uh, and your name on them. Outstanding. Sounds like BroadStreetHockey.com is under excellent new leadership. <laughs> Here's hoping. From the Athletic Philly, it's Charlie O'Connor. Hi. Uh, so I want to clarify a position that I've taken because I, I feel like during this offseason, I definitely uh, staked out my my opinion that the Flyers should be active this offseason. And I, I still hold to that. I, I think that this is the offseason where Hextall needs to start pushing some of his chips in the middle of the table and actually working to improve this team and help out the core. But I want to clarify what that actually means, because I, I think it, I, I actually might not have been as clear on it as I should have been. I want them to do stuff. Without a doubt, I want them to do stuff. So I you're wa- poking them with the stick in the meat. Yeah, I'm doing the, the, okay. the do stuff meme. Do yeah. stuff. I want a better third line center, and I either want a useful middle six wing who provides some depth scoring or a legitimate scoring wing. Want to upgrade Neuvert? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Like, yeah, you get rid of Neuvert, get a better better tandem goalie for Elliott. I'm, I'm down. But just because I want Hexel to make some moves doesn't mean that I'll view this offseason as a failure if they don't make gigantic moves. Like, I want them to make make incremental moves to improve the depth on this team, but if they don't go out and get John Tavares or they don't make a big trade for Mike Hoffman or they don't sign, you know, another big-name free agent, if they just make a couple moves that make this team better, I'll be happy. Improve the team. Don't sit on your hands. But that doesn't mean that if the Flyers aren't, like, an on-paper cup contender in September that I'll consider this offseason a disaster starting to add pieces does not necessarily mean going all in there's a difference between the two and we're going to expand on that thought in just a few minutes but first last but not least the fly by herself kelly hinkle so i've officially entered that portion of the off season where random hockey thoughts that are often nonsensical just make their way into my mind and today the one that popped into my head that i thought was maybe worth asking is If a situation arose, and I don't know how this would work in actual life, but just work with me here. If a situation arose in which you could have Eric Carlson guaranteed for the rest of his career, but it meant that you had to give up Ivan Provorov, would you do this? No. Thank you. Yes. No. Really? Yeah. Because I, I can't believe I'm outvoted here. I think we're well. I, th- I mean, Eric Carlson is one of the best defensemen in hockey, but I worry that we've seen the best of Eric Carlson. I don't think we've seen the best of Ivan Provorov yet. If, we, I'm if Eric Carlson hadn't had the foot thing, I, I agree with that. Yeah, then, yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried about the foot thing. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little worried about the foot thing, but also Eric Carlson is closing in on thirty. He is twenty-eight. Yeah, closing in on thirty. Ivan Provorov just turned twenty-one. We, we've got a lot more upside coming yeah. from Ivan Provorov. And, I mean, age is a factor. They both, I mean, let's knock on wood here, they could both end their careers with injuries next year. And that would be absolutely horrific. But if we're looking without catastrophe, I, I want the guy who I know is very, very good for the next 10, 15 years 
than the guy who we'd be lucky to get another eight out of him. Yeah, I don't think I would do it, but I had to think about it for a solid. It's eight a, it's a good minutes. think about question. It's real. It's. I would love because to see Eric a superstar Car- play. Right, Eric Carlson makes you a cup contender. And yeah. I'd be reluctant because I don't want to like. In eight years, even if we'd say won a cup, I would hate to like be watching Ivan Provorov play for my most hated team in the league, like winning Norris trophies. If we had won, a, if we won a cup, I wouldn't care. It would still bother <laughs> me. It would care. still bother me if I was watching him up there winning Norris trophies in like 2026. I'm like, you son of a bitch. That's how it would feel. But <sighs> the remainder of the year part of that question is interesting too, because you know, I, I know the the way you're you're putting it Kelly is intended to be good, but I almost take it. It could be bad. Like if, if remainder of the career yeah, means, could be a year. Yeah, he, yeah, well, no, I'm saying like if remainder of the career means he plays until he's 38, but the last four years of his career, he's not that good. Like, you know, sometimes guys get worse as they get older and they get significantly worse. You, you don't know. So if I'm absolutely locked in that Eric Carlson has to be on my team, regardless of whether he's still Eric Carlson or not until he decides he's done with the NHL, that's a risk. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. All right. That was inside of my head today. Uh, I want to... Um... Would Wait, would you do it? I don't think I would, but I had to think really hard about it. I want to uh, say, damn you, Charlie. Hi. Um, uh, is the score still 3 nothing? No, it's 4 nothing. It's 4 nothing now. Yeah. My shirt is having the opposite effect. Please so take your shirt off, Stephanie. Terrible. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> So oh, your your personal rooting for the Washington Capitals is going to single-handedly mean one more division team can look at the Flyers and go LOL 1975. Meh. I blame you entirely. Meh. Hey, we'll get we'll get our cup eventually. I'm also rooting for the Capitals. How dare you only blame Sarah? Oh, Charles. gross. Oh, <laughs> only men have control over sports. <laughs> You're right. Well, not only men have control over Twitter accounts. Apparently, oh. uh, but seriously, topical humor. Seriously, though, a uh, a name I haven't heard a ton. Uh, I haven't heard come up a ton in the Flyers' pursuit of you know. Let's get a three C. Let's improve the PK. Let's maybe not get a ton older. Uh, it came up in thirty one thoughts this week. Chris Tierney from San Jose uh, took a lot of D zone faceoffs. Spent a ton of time on the penalty kill. I think he led all forwards in penalty kill uh, ice time. Put up 17 goals, 40 points. That would be a nice little nice little add to the third line there at 3C. They just gave big money to Evander Kane. Couture and Pavelski are both in contract years. Uh, Hurdle is an arbitration-eligible el- restricted free agent. So they could be in cap trouble soon. They have less cap room than teams like Boston and uh, I forget what the other one was. Washington, I believe. So they're kind of tied up into some contracts. Joe Thornton, of course, a UFA as well. This could be one of those things where we might offer sheet see what happens or just say hey it looks like this guy might have priced himself out uh what do you think about a deal there san josie just a thought just a just a little bit of an out of the box name i saw come up on bring me jumbo <laughs> i would love jumbo i want it's such a it's such a i would love it just like okay we're going to have joe play 3c but it would look on the outside as such like a, a bob clark move mm-hmm. like we got a hall of famer like well maybe not not anymore <laughs> well i mean just, i guess you're always a hall of famer but he's yeah, not yeah, that guy yeah, anymore he's not the guy who scored still a know. lot better than philpo though no yeah i mean you're probably better than <laughs> he'd be an excellent 3c let's not get carried away here bill so to piggyback off Charlie's hot take, I just want to ask you guys, what is a step forward for this group? Because it really depends. When you're saying if they just make incremental changes and improve the team, you're okay with it if they're not a cup contender. But my thing is, it really depends on how far along you think this team is. Let's say the guys we all expect to take a step forward, take a step forward. If Konechny's better, if Provorov's better, if Sandheim's better, boom. This is a pretty good team. You say, what if Sean Couturier is this good? What if Giroux is this good? Say Voracek doesn't take a step back. Now I'm, I see a team that had goaltending and depth and special teams issues that finished two points behind a back-to-back cup champ and take them to six in a first-round matchup in which none of the premier players, except for Couturier, showed up whatsoever. Uh, and I see a team that went 3-1 and one against the division champs who went on to win the Eastern Conference and are now looking like they're going to take a 3-1 lead in the Stanley Cup final. 
So if incremental change is a little just incremental improvement, say they go out and get just a good solid 3C, say they get a scoring winger of some kind, not not the Tavares move, not the Carlson move, not those types of moves. They just get a little better. Isn't that kind of, maybe not saying cup contender on paper, but we should be expecting more than a first round out, and if you can win a round, you can win two, which means you're in the final four. Isn't that kind of what we're looking at? Yeah, I, I well, you kind of made the point that you know if all these things, if all these young yes, players yes, develop, yes. you know if yeah, if all the young players develop, absolutely this team could be a contender. But it's not something we should necessarily depend upon. You know, it'd be great if it happens, and if it happens, then the timeline gets jumped up. But at this point, we don't know if that's going to happen or not. So like, I'm not ready to go all in yet this off season and you know spend all the cap space because next year is the year. If they progress next year and everybody gets better and the coach starts using the guys, the younger guys in the roles they should be using rather than playing the behind guys like Philip and Dale Weiss and Yuri Laterra, then like is not it's not going to kill us if next off season is the big off season. Yeah, I'm not even saying a big off. I'm like just looking at if they make incremental improvements. Could they be that? They team? could be yeah. so yeah, much better. Maybe they could be so much better than they already. Just we saw the step Provorov took year one to year two, and if he takes half of as much of a step into his third year, like okay, yeah, we're looking at a legit borderline all-star number one defenseman here if Travis Konechny is the player we saw from December 23rd on we're looking at it a 5-1-5 scoring machine say he gets some play or some power play time like boom his numbers could be huge we're looking at a team that I don't think is as far away as some people think yeah I I agree with you to be honest like to Charlie's point I don't really think that this team needs to go hard this offseason to improve enough to be legitimate contenders you know not favorites not you know definite conference winners but definitely a threat in the playoffs they just need they need little improvements roster wise and then they need those improvements to carry through they're not going to be a contender you know, so here the, i am the usage portion here of i am the to shit on the parade they're not going to be a contender for a very long time with the penguins may be remaining a powerhouse with the capitals being the Capitals and now potentially winning a cup this season. It's going to take a lot for the Flyers to actually be a contender. But I think that the Pens and the Capitals are like rounding the top part of the mountain and they're going to be on their way down, whereas the Flyers are still going up. Right. So now now we're looking at 10 years. No. No, I think we're looking at... one to two? I think no. to be totally honest, I think the like and the Capitals are probably gonna win the Stanley Cup. I don't think the Capitals are that good. They're not so I, I I think I think by next year the Flyers on paper could be better than the Capitals. The Flyers were better than the Capitals head to head this year. They out they were three and one against them and outscored them 19-11. They beat the shit out of the Capitals this year. Heading into the playoffs, we were all hoping to yep. run into yeah. the Capitals. Yeah. Yep. We were all saying the best matchup for the Flyers, and it's just one matchup. It is a, you can be worse than a team, like, overall, against sure. everyone else, mm-hmm. and against that one team, you're just better than them. Sure. It it happens, and the Flyers do need to fix some things. If their goaltending is what it is in the playoffs, they can't beat anybody, even if they get in. If they win the President's Trophy and get in and then get the goaltending they got, they're out in the first round. But I just see a team, like, we want... We, Heading into the playoffs, we were all saying Caps best possible matchup. Absolutely, hope the Pen- I was rooting for the Penguins to win the division so that the Flyers, <laughs> so that the Flyers could. And then when the Caps wrapped it up, I was like, fall to the wild card. Absolutely. Yep. No, that's yeah, not no, what they, we got. They couldn't no. even pull that off. The I Penguins mean, are a bad they're just, matchup. They're just a, they're an average team. They're an average team, and if you don't make big changes, they're going to continue to be an average team. An average team that is getting better, but is still just average. So there needs to be. No, I'm not saying go out and get John Tavares, but I'm saying don't go out and get another Dale Weiss. Well, oh yeah, God, yeah. no, yeah, well, that, that, no, that, that, that would actively would, make the team worse. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be no that wouldn't be situation. an incremental improvement. Yeah, like don't that would be an incremental. Don't get thing. more stop gaps. Either fill the team with kids and let them fall on their faces so that they're learning along the way, 
or go out and make the big splash. I'm, I, I cannot do another two years of stop gaps. I guess what I'm saying is that if the Flyers go out this offseason and they sign Riley Nash to a two-year deal and they sign Michael Grabner to a three-year deal, I'm happy with the offseason. Because, uh, yeah. because to <laughs> me, that solves your third line. That gets you gives you a decent third line, which then means your wingers on the third line, like Jordan Wheel, will probably play better than they did this year because they're not sat out with Valtteri Filppula. And then you have another winger who hopefully helps penalty kill. I mean, I still don't believe the penalty goal is going to be fixed until you fire Lappy, but at the very least, it gives you some speed there. Like, so I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like, if I look at this team, I think they have a really good first line. I think they have the makings of a really good second line. I think their third line is bad because they don't have a center. I think they have the makings of a good fourth line. I think they have a great first pair. I think they need a second pair, but my hope is that that second pair will be Sanheim Myers. So like, yeah, they're average now, but a lot of the things that are average about this team, just by the young guys moving into bigger roles, it should not be average for a lot longer. But then again, like putting Myers in the second pair as a rookie, we can't expect greatness out of him immediately. Oh, I'm not it's saying gonna take, it's going to take yeah, a while. It'll take well, like two. But, but two I, did, I would say I, two years. Two years. Okay, and give, I, give I did just year. say throw all the kids and let them fall on their faces. <laughs> that's, so. And that's part of my my reasoning with Chris Tierney here is uh, he turns 24 on July 1st. I think that would just be a really good bring get. in more youth. I have I no even, idea what it would take to get him. I want Paul but I Stastny. See, I see that right as oh, you, I'm. I'm all about Stasny. I like Stasny a lot. I loved him last time he was a free agent. Really, really wanted him. Um, I'm looking at guys who are in that 24 spot. He just had 40 points. That's uh, like that's what I'm looking that's at. Fine. Is I don't want to get older too. And no, no uh, Dale Weiss. Like if 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 the Penguins added Dale Weiss, it would be a it would be a failed off season. Like anyone in that kind of <laughs> anyone in that kind of role. Like first of all, if, we if you don't have though? if you don't have somebody as good or better than him in your system that can do exactly what he does or more, you're just failing at your job and shouldn't be the general manager. I mean, the fourth line is also right now, right now. Centered by Yori Laterra. Yeah, well, that's a. Thing. Well, but it should be centered by Scott Law. It yeah. should be. However, <laughs> Dave Hackstall. So there's there's the real rain cloud over Which all these. Which is totally plans. fair. But it again, th- that kind of goes back to the point I made in my post season column which was that like i want to give haxel a better team so we can see what he can do with a better team and if he's not if he's still not good with a roster that on paper looks pretty good then we know that he's just not good and it's a lot easier to you know make the case internally where it's like hey this guy's got a first line a second line a third line a fourth line three good pairings and the team is still a bubble team maybe the coach isn't the right guy Right now, and Michael they Newford don't have still that. started on opening night. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna happen. That would be so good. Oh my god! <laughs> he gets an extension. That'll be so fun. Mm. I'll riot, or or rather, I'll just flip my allegiance. So, Steph, other than Stasny, what it like? Do you think it's they have to make big moves, or it's avoid the I mean, big, big mistake? Avoid so the big mistake, avoid which big is mistake. a big move. Yeah, I totally <laughs> no, agree. because they haven't been able to tr- stop tripping over their own dicks in the off season, especially considering for years. This, this franchise's history. I would say avoiding the big mistake is an incremental improvement. Yeah, um, yeah, because then that would inherently mean that you're just you're you're sliding kids into those spots rather than sliding like, crappy vets. Would bringing back Philpolo be considered the big mistake? That would be. That would that's, be a to mistake me, it'd be, for sure. It'd be a huge mistake because yeah, you they probably only sign up for one year, but that's another year of a crap third line. Yeah. I mean Philpolo oh I, I, I I'm I'm, I'm sorry, but he's he's done. Like he's finished. He can't play No, he's finished. He's finished. Hey. He can't play folks. hockey at 5 on 5 at Anywhere remotely close to a, a good, a high level at the NHL level. Do you remember and, when they tried him on the power play? Power mm-hmm. play one. Yeah, well, he, he got some goals out of that because the rest of the players because are that Claude good. Drew should be MVP. <laughs> <laughs> that alone should have put him in the MVP discussion. Yeah. So this is kind of why I think this is the the most important offseason that Ron Hextall's had as general manager. Because at this point, none of us really think that he's great at evaluating NHL talent, and this is the year when he can add something significant to his roster as far as established NHL talent. And if he doesn't, or if he goes a cheap route, or if he goes a role player route, or if he, you know, does something stupid like Dale Weiss, then we, I think at, at that point, it's safe to admit that we have a Ron Hextall problem for sure. But I don't know. I, it, 
I'm not sure that I trust that he's going to do the things that I want him to do, but I'm hoping that he's not going to do. Like, that's the thing that I keep going back to is the the Dale Weiss contract. Say they give Michael Grabner three years. How old? He's 30? And it doesn't work out. Is that is that on Hextall or is it just we identified an issue, addressed it, and he just didn't look would I would hope that Hextall has more information than we do on these guys. And him him and his coaches have looked at more tape and they can hopefully have a better understanding of who fits into the system. So, look, I mean, if, if, if they sign Grabner and Grabner sucks in Philly, you know, I'll admit that I was okay with the move and I'm not happy with how it turned out. But in the end, I'm not the guy getting paid to make those moves. Oh, I'm just the guy who writes articles. Hex, if Hextel makes that move and it doesn't work, it's totally fair to say, Hextel, you were wrong to make that move. Oh, yeah. I'm the guy who says all the time they get paid to be right. I don't care what the odds are. They get paid to be right. Yeah. But at the same, like me personally, huge Michael Grabner fan, uh, because of my issue with Dale Weiss mostly, but he's also just like, I want, he's some, friends with Michael Roffel. That makes him fine I by want, me. I want some speed on that penalty kill. I would love a guy we could throw out, you know, maybe in a shootout. Who knows who might oh, be well, able to score. Crazy I think he's here. like barely been in shootouts. I, 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 I know. Which, which is, is a weird. failure of coaching. Like you would think the guy who scores <laughs> a lot on breakaways would probably be good yeah. at shootouts, but eh, I don't know. It, it's weird. The way players just don't like it when there's no one chasing them and shit. It's weird. Shootouts are so crazy. But anyway, I'm just like saying, would we blame that on the GM or is it just one of those things like Charlie Manuel going, yeah, that's baseball. Like, would it just be, uh, all right, I get what they were trying to do. With Grabner in particular? Yeah. Because he's a role player who fits a need, but you see, oh, he scored 27 goals and he had 13 here? What the fuck? So if, if. Hextall gave him five years. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd okay. say that would be a big problem. Yeah. Okay. If if it's three, okay. If it's two, that's excellent. All right. And, and if it didn't pan out, that's fine because we all know what we like about Grabner. Whereas if he were to bring in Dale Weiss 2.0, we all know what we don't like about him. And, and we, we could have seen that come. Well, we didn't actually because he did okay in Montreal. But I think that I think, we I were, think we all dislike the term. Yeah, oh, we yeah. were all pissed off that it was four years. Everyone said you like you're recognizing this is a bottom six guy. Like you needed to give him four years on day one. Yeah, that doesn't because everyone else was only willing to give him three. You had to be the guy that yeah. gave him four. Oh, Andrew McDonald would have got more on the open market. So you know, like that seems like the same logic. Yeah. Oh God. Well, well, he was, well, you said you said Hextall said that like Weiss can score twenty goals, yeah. and you were like in your He's in never his Flyers career. <laughs> shot on every empty net you probably would have netted a couple too but you only got two so i can't say you would have scored 10 Ah, it's just crazy logic sometimes all right so we did these player grades and we've been making fun of them ever since (laughs) but Uh, we never actually did them on the show did we ever yeah we never really addressed them no so we were thinking we would get uh get to them kind of by group here and we're going to start with the forwards because I want to put a, I want to put this past season wrap behind a bow, us. Wrap like, a bow I'm, on this. Yeah. I'm so over the 2017-18 season. Let's just let's just end it. Let's just end it. <laughs> let's just do that. Well, the um, caps are trying. Stop it. The glitters are going to win eventually. Yeah. They just need to go back to Vegas. They're just, you know, they're going back to Vegas. Uh, all right. So let's get started here. Um we'll just start with our our top tier forwards who are i guess the the four guys that could be considered the core um so it's going to be Giroux, voracek couturier and simmons now we all gave them individual grades charlie you did not but you did separately I uh assume. i don't think so but i, I mean i, I just give like my general <laughs> yeah. opinions of their season um and then we just meshed them all together for our broad street hockey grade so the broad street hockey grade for Giroux was an a plus I gave him an A+. Plus. I took away the plus because of his playoffs. Of the playoffs. I know it's wrong, but at the end of the no, day, I mean, the I, playoffs are important. No, as, as a grade, like it doesn't adjust the way I view him as a player, but I think it's fair to ding a guy if he didn't have a great playoff. Yeah, and again, I, I gave him an A and believe he should have been a Hart Trophy finalist, um, but you know, you need your best player to be there in the playoffs, and he wasn't. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you if you have great grades, if, if like... If you're in high school and you ace every single test and then you bomb the final, like it's not like that just gets ignored because you aced every other test. Like you still bomb the final. It doesn't mean that you're going to fail the class. It's just going to lower your grade point average a little bit. Mm. I, I mean, Giroux, 
Look at the regular season. No, I mean, he was absolutely amazing. He was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So he got an A plus from me. He got an A plus from the community. I'd give him, I would give him an A plus too. But I understand where Bill's coming from. Just wildly disappointing playoff. (laughs) Especially considering his history (laughs) against that team in the playoff. I don't even, hold on. All right. We could, we we should just like take a step back here and just kind of marvel at how good his regular season was. It was crazy. Astounding. I don't want that's the thing is I don't want to take away from how good his regular season was, especially considering what I was afraid of coming into this year. Yeah. What I was afraid of was what do you have fifty six points the year before? Fifty say fifty eight. Something maybe. like that. Something like that. It was like, definitely less than sixty. Yeah. And my fear was, yo, if this number keeps going down like it's been, how low is it gonna get and how long is he gonna be here? And that's an issue when you're paying a guy like what, eight Two five or whatever yes, he's making with a no movement. Clause. Yeah, with a full no move. Yeah. So it's, I was concerned about that, and he addressed those concerns. And this is the one thing I will give Dave Haxtall some credit for. Look what happened. Moved him to the wing. Moved him to the wing. And it worked. And it worked. You empowered Travis Konechny as well on December twenty third by moving him there. <laughs> <laughs> but then didn't feel took like he should stay there in the playoffs. Took it away in the playoffs. <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah, Giroux, I still haven't found the exact clip of our our preseason show, and I don't know which show it was. It exists somewhere, somewhere on the internet where we made wildly, like wildly optimistic predictions for points for Giroux, and they were still underneath what Mm -hmm. he achieved this year. Yeah, I think Kurt had like like a season preview article he did back in September, and he basically said like, well... We all know Drew's never going to get back to what he was in his prime, but it would be great if he got back to like the 70 to 80 point range. But that's what, and, but, but, and, and that was a totally reasonable yeah. thing to say at the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was praying he could get to 70, 75. That was my hope. Like, all right, if he's that, <laughs> he'll be fine. 25 more points. Yeah. He got, <laughs> broke 100. Yeah, yeah he got he to broke 100. 100. So Jake, that. Jakey boy. Jake uh, Boratek. Everybody's, I guess... Like he's like, like favorite the, flyer to hate. Favorite whipping boy he got is, his. Yeah. He, he got an A minus. He's definitely. I become think I a, gave uh, him a B plus. I don't like. It's I so weird to me how hard people on. It, it's very very weird to me. Like you look at his point totals and it's like, uh, guys, he's actually quite good. Well, everyone complains about that contract, the contract that he signed after I mean, he had he had a, a year where he was a point per game player. He was better than that this year. Yeah. He was. He, this was a better year than the year where he earned that giant contract, and people are still shitting all over him. Like, what? What do you want the guy to do? Score? He, they want him to score more goals as opposed to assists. But come I the would fuck like on. it. I would like it if he got into the twenty-five goal range, personally. So like, but that just never been who he is. Remember, twenty twenty-three guy. Remember how Flyers fans hated Jeff Carter. Because it never looked like he was trying, but they loved Mike Richards because he had to work so hard. Is this that again? I, I actually think there's a there's, lot. There's, there's a lot that. to that there's because that. I don't think it's exactly the same. Because like the Carter Richards thing is a little bit different. I don't think Drew, even Drew though he doesn't have even, to even, work even, as even though he is. should be, Drew is not as beloved as Richards was beloved, yeah. and he's in also Richards not. He doesn't need to work as hard. He's he's a, a more higher skilled yeah. player than Mike Richards, but. Who is the, com- the complaint I hear the most about about Jake Voracek from fans? It's the turnovers. Yeah, people endlessly complain about the turnovers. That's all you hear. It's like, well, how good would he be if he didn't turn the puck over all the time? It's like, well, I don't know, but he scored eighty five points, turning the puck over all the time, so he's pretty damn good. That, yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's not too bad. And I will say there is something like. Okay, but would he be a star if he didn't do it? Yeah. Like, he would be helping the on-ice results, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, if everyone was Connor McDavid, the team would be better too. Like, it's kind of hard to be that good. Yeah. This is who he is. He is a guy I wouldn't mind if they were to somehow, you know, upgrade a different position, wouldn't mind him being involved in the package. But again... To upgrade from Jake Voracek would be a huge upgrade. Yeah, it like, would have to be. Like, how can I, you? I can recognize, exactly. <laughs> I, I recognize both things here that he is very good, but he's one of those, I don't like, if you were to lose his offense and get better somewhere else, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. That's like, but I love him. I mean, you're still losing 80 points a year. I understand, but you lose, you know, Braden Shen's 30 goals and you get better. 
It's just one of those things. Wow. If you address other areas, we a couple players had career years. Like, I, I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I just disagree with that particular <laughs> point. I'm going to stick right there. Just I like if you could go make your defense better and then use the money to get a really good third center. Oh, okay. Wow. So that was an upgrade. But beyond that, no, I would not want to lose Jake Voracek. No. He's an excellent player. I I, I give Voracek an A for two reasons. First reason is this literally was his best point scoring year of yeah. his career. You know, he he's never scored is his best year before that. As Steph said, was the the year before he signed the contract, he had eighty one points in eighty two games. It's the first time he's been point per game, um, sixty five assists were his, were his career high. The second thing, and this is something I I don't think a lot of people talk about, is that. He spent the entire second half of the year with either Valtteri Filippola or a 19-year-old as a center. Mm-hmm. Like his, he was basically tasked with solving the depth scoring problem. Yeah, if like, he... like they, they kept Giroux and Couturier together because they loved that duo and it was a great duo, but that meant that Voracek was the guy who basically had to get the rest of the not that great players on the team to score, and it helped that Patrick got better. Like that absolutely helped, but he's still 19 years old and he's yeah. still a rookie. And Oscar Lindblom, for a lot, for the end, he was with a kid who'd never played in the yeah. NHL before. If Voracek stays on that top line, he probably leads the league in assists yeah. and breaks 90 points. I think he breaks 100 if yeah, he's on he, top There's line. a good chance he gets to 100 looking at the pace he was on before and after. But, you know, we should trade him. I didn't say they no, should. I'm not, I wasn't necessarily talking about you. I said there's a way to do it and improve the team still. Noticing it would take a huge upgrade addressing multiple positions. Fair. That's all. Who's uh, next? I wasn't always Sean Couturier. About we all know he's an A plus. This has to be an A plus. This I think. I think that was across the board. Everybody yeah. gave him an A plus. He doubled his best numbers ever. Yeah. And, and and if he was and at played an on a, one leg. And if he was in an A at the end of the season, he definitely got the little boost for the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. On a torn MCL, he scored a hat trick. That was pretty I cool. Can't, I cannot believe. <laughs> I cannot believe. Just. It's him diving for that last goal is going to be seared in my brain for the rest of all time. And let's talk about for a second the contract they have him on. It's astounding. It's so it's, the next guy we're going to talk about is Wayne Simmons, who we've praised as one of the best deals in hockey for basically the length of his contract. That's expiring soon. They now have a number one center signed for under four and a half. Yeah, 4.33 yeah, is, is, is for, his how long? for the next four years. Do we think that he can repeat it, repeat this year? No. But I don't think he has to. Yeah. Like, if, if he's just and then like just a dominant two-way center who scores sixty points a year, you know what that is? That's Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, like, like that's what he does every single year. And you know, intelligent hockey people consider him to be one of the best players in hockey. Like, he doesn't have to score seven. What he finished with like seventy something points this year, yeah. Couturier, something like that. Like he could, he, you could, you could lop off 10 to 15 points off his scoring and he could still be one of the best forwards in hockey. And if they do go out and get a better you know, scoring winger or something, you probably can lop off those numbers because he's off the power play. Yeah, maybe you, 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 you a get chance. a sniper, you get There's, a Hoffman, yeah. or There's you a... sign James Neal, then you slide him in and now you, you, have, a, now you have a shooter in that slot yeah. spot. And that second power play might not have a center if... Nolan Patrick hangs around on the top unit. Yeah. You kind of need a center, someone to take the face off. So it could very well happen that Couturier gets bumped off that first power play. You're going to lose some points, but we saw what he is, and I think everybody finally noticed his contributions this year. I mean, if you, if, yeah. if you didn't, you're being willfully obtuse. Yeah. If you didn't, you're not watching hockey, I think, <laughs> so is what it comes down the to. The guy who is the subject of so many... I can't even say rumors at this point because there's nothing coming out of the organization. It's just speculation. Yeah, it's just yeah. because of talking. his contract situation and his decline slash injury this year. Wayne Simmons, uh, 24 goals, his worst goal scoring pace since he's been here, I believe. Uh, he had six goals in the first eight games and then 18 in his final 67. He got a C plus from the community. I gave him a C minus. Because I think he should have just had the surgery at the beginning of the season that he needed. I think it actively hurt the team. It actively hurt his season. Just have the surgery get better as opposed to it hampering this past season and then next season. I agree somewhat, but I will say I understand why the team would want him around in a situation where maybe not everybody loves the coach and we're infusing even more young players 
Um, I can understand why he would want to play through it with his contract situation. Uh, I'm, you know, I was hurt and scored 24 is not a bad, not a bad thing. Uh, wh- what do you think, guys? Um, I don't know. One thing I'm curious, did you guys vote before or after it got released, the depth of the injuries he had? After? Okay, so it was after. It may have been before, but we didn't post it until after. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, think... just, I'm just curious. Like, I don't know with that, if, if that would have changed any anybody's votes if it was before. I don't remember. I don't it's remember. pretty much exactly what I thought. That's the thing is, I mean, yeah, I, I thought think... that was how hurt he was because it looked like it. Yeah, it did look like he was really, really hurt, and like Steph said, it actively hurt the team, and no one benefits from it. And we're gonna this year, it's gonna actively hurt the team because he's gonna be recovering from a fairly serious surgery that he could have been recovering from all of last year. Like, and this wasn't his contract year. This next year, where he's gonna be recovering from the surgery. In the same way that we saw Giroux and Ghost yeah. not take take a very long time to recover from this surgery, this is what we're going to be dealing with in his contract year. I, I just don't. It was not an intelligent way to use your body, and and as an athlete, your body is your tool. It's your main tool, and I just don't think that that was smart. Um, you know, all of that being said, he still scored 20 goals on a, on a very broken body. So he does, does deserve credit there. Um, I don't have his point production up in front of me. Um, but it was impressive for somebody on the third line. And, and at this point in his career, that's what Wayne Simmons is. He's a third liner, third line, third line wing. And that's okay. Yeah. The thing that worries me about Simmons for next year, and you guys hinted at it is, it's less it's more that he's going to have a surgery this offseason and like we saw it seems like it's going to be an abdominal surgery granted like drew and ghost had the hip thing too but patrick had the abdominal surgery and you know maybe there were complicating factors because he didn't play a lot of last year and it was a second surgery but like it seems like this is the kind of surgery that takes some time to get back to 100 percent and the Flyers only have Swain Simmons under contract, for, under contract for one more year. So if they only have him under contract for one more year and he's going to be playing himself back into shape after the surgery for half of that one more year, that's that's worrying. That, that That's concerning for what it means for next year. And I think it's fair to look at this and say, you know, if he would have gotten the surgery earlier, then, you know, yeah, last year might have been a wash, but it was going to be a wash anyway. And we'd know we'd have the real Wayne Simmons back for the 2018-19 season. That's, I think we would have had, yeah, that's basically, because from what I can tell, I think it would have been like the uh, the Brian Elliott sort of recovery time. And then it's still, yeah, but he's not recovered yeah it's he's still just lingering. good enough to play and yeah. not get re-injured yeah um you have to get through that the whole year and but then you hope he can bounce back would it be better or worse for the flyers say he comes out and scores 33 again next year would that be good or bad for the flyers bad that's what if he has they're a drew like bounce back season yeah. and we all go well shit they're gonna resign him now they're and gonna... it's gonna be seven years yep well all right so for the Flyers, it would be really good if he had that point production next year. For us, it's really bad because we know what the next step is. That's For me, I've always said like, I'm the opposite of everyone else with Wayne Simmons. I want longer term, less money. I think having him on your fourth line five years from now is absolutely fine if he's not making a ton of money. I would love him in the organization if he's not making a ton of money. But I think he's going to want both. Yeah, well, we'll see. It depends on... Hockey players are weird, man. Hockey players are weird. You never know what you can talk these guys into. We'll see how it plays out. I I do believe that the Flyers organization, they're looking for a reason to resign. Yes. Like, I, I think they, they desperately want to be convinced that resigning Wayne Simmons is a good idea. And that's why, if I had to... If I had to place a bet, I would bet that he is not traded this offseason because they want him to convince them next year that he should be re-signed. At this point, he has not convinced them, obviously. If, if, if he had, they'd be talking about re-signing him on July 1st. What um, what do we think the chances are he gets traded on draft day, as some people are speculating? Well, I think, I think it's possible. I, I wouldn't put money on it. I think it's, it's possible. I think his value is at the lowest it's been in a very long time right now, so this would in my opinion, not be the right time to do it. If you're going to do it, you have to hope that he 
has an okay season next season coming off that surgery and you can maybe dump him at the deadline. So spoiler. Oh, SB nation is doing a big mock draft, uh, site wide. Everybody represents the team. They write about, we tried to shop Wayne Simmons. Weren't nobody biting. Nobody was interested. Nope. To be fair, though, I mean, it's it, bloggers. Yeah, bloggers yeah, are yeah. smarter than NHL GMs. Well, we all know. Not, not not in every way, but like definitely, they're less likely to be blinded by yes. the things that hockey people love about Wayne Simmons. Yes, and that was exactly my argument for not. It's a really any good of point. Trades that in real life, Wayne Simmons would fetch more than these blog nerds are offering because hockey dudes love him. Yeah, oh, that's like Edmonton. I can't remember what the exact stat was, but I brought it up here, like. Edmonton didn't score a goal on a rebound off a shot from the point all season or some shit like that. And they're paying Pat Maroon for most of the year and Milan Lucic, and Lucic. all year. And they didn't <laughs> score on a rebound or a shot from the point. You just know Chirelli's looking at that and going, well, Wayne Simmons would have. <laughs> Seriously. I guarantee if we brought him in here, he'd have 20 of them. If I'm shopping Wayne Simmons, it's the first call I make. Oh, oh God, I, yeah. I can't say it enough. You call Edmonton every, every, day. every day. You up? Just check in on him. You, you up? up? Hey, man, what's good? You up? How's it been? You want to go, go fishing, drink some beers? Yeah. It, it surprised <laughs> me, though, that no one was interested. Minnesota was willing to do a deal. Um, but it was not a good one. And everyone's no. in love with their, everyone thinks that their draft pick is the one that's going to, this is going to be the breakout guy that no one, like everyone's in love with their own assets. Everyone's in love with their own players. Like yep. we wouldn't trade uh, Oscar Limblom for great stuff because we think he's going to be a stud. And well, maybe, I, tra- I trade him for great. I'd I love Oscar Limblom, like, yeah. but yeah. for, for great, I think he's going to be good. I, if I trade him for great. Let's get to the young guns. Hey, yo. Let's do that. Uh, let's start with the uh, professional. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> let's get to uh, number two overall pick, Nolan Patrick. And the uh, the roller coaster rookie, I guess it's not really a roller coaster. It was just kind of shitty. And then he got hurt. <laughs> and, then and then he started in ascension. And then he was good. And then he was And good. then he had a decent enough playoff considering yeah. no one else showed up. It's he true. was pretty good. He was he pretty good. He looked okay. What it, uh, he got a B from from the Broad Street hockey peeps from the community. I can't even remember what I gave him. Uh, I Thanks. got I gave him an A minus. Pull it up. I you, can't find it. I tried. I have it here somewhere. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd probably <laughs> if give, you told me I would have sent it to you. I'd probably give him less than a B. I B minus C plus. I think range. I gave him a B minus because the way I look at it is from. From October through the end of December, I'd give him a D minus. And then from January through the end of the year, I'd probably give him a B or B, like a B plus. Yeah. So like average those two out and you get probably something like the C plus. Like, we, we forget because the end of the year was so good, but he was painfully bad. Very bad. Yeah, no, the first he was three months. frighteningly bad. We had a lot of, oh God, do we need yeah. to worry about Nolan Patrick conversation? And it was like, and okay, he's hurt. He's getting, he's getting acclimated and it was... Okay, he should still be giving them more than the nothing he's yeah. giving them. I said that a number of times. He is giving them nothing and hurting them. That wasn't the case at the end of the year, and I want to weigh that more. Because one, they're on a stretch run, and he's a big part of yeah. it. And two, like we could see, oh, he's healthy now because Vegas he looked, hey, he looked painfully Spoiler slow. Spoiler alert, some of our illegal streams are behind. <laughs> he looked painfully slow. Like we all knew he didn't have the most foot speed, but it didn't look like he had functional speed for the first half yeah. of the year. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, he won puck races. That's huge. He just beat a defenseman. Well, he had That's that one, that one play in, I forget which game it was, it was... I feel like it was one of the games that ended poorly, like in, in Philly, but it was like his first shift of the game and he just turnstiled Olimata. And Olimata mm-hmm. like is not a speedster, but he's not a slow defenseman. No, he's not bad. He's probably like yeah. middle middle of the range NHL speed, which is not bad. And Patrick blasted by him like he was standing still. And I tweeted out like, well, Nolan Patrick's fast now. What do you know? And I had like four like national people be like, I watched him in juniors and I didn't realize he was that fast. So like he is... He's he looks faster now than he did through yeah. most of juniors, which is a great sign for his future. Travis Konechny, who had ten points in the first 
40 games of the season or something and then gets put on the top line, goes nuts. From December 23rd on, look at his 5-on-5 scoring numbers. They're comparable to all your MVP candidates. Like, he's right there with McKinnon and Hall and everybody in terms of 5-on-5 scoring from the time of the— from the time of the Festivus party on, basically. Yeah, that was the day he got put on the, the top yeah. line, right? Against, yeah. was Columbus? Columbus, the December yeah. 23rd game. Uh, he gets an A-minus from the Broad Street hockey community. I think that's fair. Uh, he really displayed a lot. He looked better than I thought he was this season when he was yeah. playing with players who were as good as I him. just sent you guys your ballots. Love you. So, like, can tell me before the show. Um, I, I thought gave, I had it. And I, I gave him an A. Um, because of everything that you just said. Like, he, I thought that he was going to be good. I wasn't expecting this good. Now, granted, once you took him off the top line, he wasn't producing that much, so I couldn't quite give him the A+. But uh, you put him, put a talented player with more talented players, and good things happen, and that was Travis Konechny. Yeah, I think there's... I think there's different types of players, and there's been some, like, analytics research on this, but it's more just, to me, it's just more logic. Like, there are some guys who you put, like, there's some guys who can carry a line, and then there's other guys who are, like, the perfect support guy, where if you put them with two really good players, they're going to play really well. If you put them with two okay players, they're going to play okay. If you put them with two crappy players, they're going to play crappy. And I think Konechny at this point, and that's not to say he couldn't, become a guy who can carry a line but right now he's the perfect example of a guy who he plays up or plays down to the quality of his line mates and you saw that like he basically produced at the same level Voracek did yeah. with Couturier and Giroux and Konechny like Konechny is not I, don't, I wouldn't consider Konechny a play driver but you put him on a line with play drivers who can also score and he's he not will gonna score. hold them back yeah he will score and he has the skill to get more out of them as well yeah. because he's so fast and he can carry the puck like to me he's just your classic support guy at the moment and he's for especially that line now you have a third guy who can carry the puck his speed through the neutral zone is a weapon like okay no when he, Valtteri Filppula is his center he's probably not going to be able to do the things that you were talking about because they can't get him the puck but since he has two guys that can we saw what happened he had 20 goals after he gets moved to that line yeah and if you view him as the the perfect support guy then how can you even if that's just what he is if that's just his profile as a player I can't even blame him for the bad start because he was just with bad players yeah like you know I'm not going to yell at him because he couldn't carry Valtteri Filppula and Dale Weiss or whatever that line was (laughs) to prominence he's only so big because he can't like because that's just not him yet and maybe when he's 25 maybe he could but right now he's the guy who you put with better with you put with other skilled players and then he matches them but he's not going to drag his line mates up finally Oscar Lindblom of the Young Guns so he got a B minus from the community I gave him also a B minus a C plus that's good I gave him a can't find it we're we're working real C. hard for you guys. Okay, yeah, I'd probably go this go C plus with Kelly. I yeah, I liked him a lot, and I I liked I like what he's building with Nolan Patrick. Yeah, I did reference the fact that he had really good chemistry with Nolan Patrick, but also the fact that he fell off so hard in the playoffs. I think was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it's I think it's obviously only up. I, yeah. yeah, I think he just got worn down. I Probably, think that's yeah. what it is too, because he was not—he was not really producing much with the Phantoms either. And that's like when he went back for the playoffs, and that's not what I would expect after watching the season that he had with them. Yeah, um, I, I think that that might be what it was. And I don't know how long the season was in Sweden before he came over. And I know that he did play a lot of playoff games in sweden so i don't know what type i i mean i can look this i think up. their seasons are about like 50 something games so they're definitely shorter and that's he's he's making the adjustment to coming over here stronger he's players stronger, especially in the nhl yeah, he's you know making the adjustment to the ahl which is an incredibly physical league and then he comes up here and then in the playoffs you know he's playing against the back-to-back cup champs like I, i'm willing to give him a little leeway the reason i gave him a c was i just need to see him finish more he had six points yeah that's fair um you know, for a guy who's going to do what he does, the puck needs to go in when when he does it. Well, so last and year, and I expect it will, but I need to see it. Last year, he played uh, eighty, just about eighty games, including okay. playoffs. So seventy-two plus 
six, including international. So there's some international play. Okay. Yeah, some international play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because yeah, like the SHL, it's about fifty something games. Fifty two is what I have. If, if he here. played all of them. If he played all of them, yeah. I don't know. I, I see. I have that he played fifty two games plus twenty playoff games. Okay. Um. So yes, it was a longer season. So I could see him. T- getting tired which is fine that happens this year he played more than that don't ask me to do math (laughs) and and the uh, number of games and and as phil said they're probably more difficult games particularly the what 30 or so he probably played in the nhl i think 23 plus playoffs playoffs, so So which was another four he only played four so 27 yeah 27 nhl games yeah yeah i i'm relatively satisfied with limblom i i I worry. The one thing I worry about with him is that well, like ninety-two. Games well, he's definitely this year ninety-two. Yeah. Okay. That's um, a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot of games. Um. Well, he definitely, he definitely has seems to have a knack to for winning puck battles and for getting to the high danger areas to make himself an opportunity to create scoring chances. But I'd like to see him help out a little bit more moving the puck up ice. Like he just seems to kind of, you know, not that he's like lazy, but he just doesn't have the speed that other guys do. Mm-hmm. So he sort of lets them do the puck carrying and that I guess that could work, but I'd like to see him take a little bit more of an active role in, in that part of his game as he, uh, and I as don't he want him only, only to just be the trailer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm-mm. I do need him to sh- in the playoffs, what looked like the reason I think he was worn down, like you, you, you watch this guy in the regular season, he's winning board battles regularly. All of a sudden in the playoffs, he looks like Wayne Simmons did. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. How did this guy who's I've only ever seen him be physically dominant, not effective, uh, whether it's injury or just plain tired. Uh, I, you know, that'll come as he gets more accustomed to the level. And, of and there's there's the speed factor. Like, yeah. you know, the worry with Limblom has always been foot speed. He's not as slow as he used to be. He's gotten to the point where he's passable. But there is a legitimate concern that if you put him up against a fast team over a series, they can exploit him. And you wonder, like, is he a great fit for a playoff series against the Penguins? And then, you know, you look at the guy and you look at especially how he broke out. He fell to the fifth round. There's a reason. It was that concern. He has improved his skating quite a bit. And the hope is that he keeps improving. It. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no there's no rule that says once you get to the NHL you can you have to stop improving physically. Yeah. You can keep getting better physically. You can keep becoming a better skater just not just because you're you're no longer developing. You still work on it. Hopefully he keeps getting faster. I mean, you should be. Your development doesn't stop once you hit the NHL, which I think is something that needs to be drilled into the head of our GM. <laughs> Just because you've hit the top level doesn't mean you no longer work on your skills or your craft. End rant. Preach. Okay. Uh, the middle Sixers, there's nothing really all that important here. Raffle C+. Plus, I think that's fair. Lawton, um, yeah. Lawton a B. We'll see. Philpola D plus. I think that's. Uh, I'm gonna be generous. Yeah, generous. White. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, gave I, him an I guess he scored some points. Oh, I think Wheel. I How think did Lear mentioned. only get a C minus? The guy did nothing. I think that's why because C minus is kind of a nothing grade. To do <laughs> bare minimum, yeah. show up to class. I mean, I guess he was on the honeybees and they the, were fun yeah, for a few were weeks. Fun yeah, for the first six I, weeks of I the gave season. Him, I gave him a C because, like, you're a body. You're fine. He did nothing. You're fine. You're better. Like, You're better than Dale Weiss. Did, was he? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think he was better than Dale Weiss. Weiss. What, My words here are: God, he is a very, very unremarkable player. <laughs> <laughs> he is Kelly. very handsome. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Lawton I guess. B. I guess that's just the expectations game. Lawton. I, th- I thought he was a very good fourth liner. I gave him a B plus because he he exceeded my expectations. I ex- I expected absolutely nothing out of Scott Lawton. Yeah, you were like anti Scott Lawton for a while for a very long time. I expected nothing from this man, and he proved me wrong. He he showed that he can be a competent NHL player. And I'm very happy with that. That earns a B plus. I mean, I'm at the point with Lawton where like, I, I think ideally he's a fourth line center. Yeah. But if, if you want to make him the third line center for next year while we're waiting for Morgan Frost, I can live with that. 
my concern is that they just won't do it. And if they don't go out and sign anybody, that Yuri Letera will be the third line center yep. because for some reason the coach or thinks he's better than Lawton. Valtteri comes back. Or Valtteri comes back. But like if, if 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 you could if you told me that the Flyers aren't gonna sign anybody at at center, okay. but they're going to make Lawton the three C, I would be like, Yeah, I I, I can I can deal. And then yeah, of course Yorold's playing ten minutes a game at center. Ugh. I mean that would suck. I but if if Lawton is consistently getting more minutes than yeah. Yorold. Then I'm I, I, I can live with that. Yorold is just can't Yorold go away and also Scott Lawton be the three C? I mean that would be good. I, look, look, it, with, look at who we're dealing with. I know. With Yuri, your hope is that they basically do what they did with Matt Reed. To get, but I just don't know if the coach will. To get no. back to he my won't. to get back to where I started the show, that's where how I want to wrap up. I think I want the GM to do something just to like reinstate Still my confidence in him. Oh, that, that would be nice. nice. I really just don't want to go through another season complaining about this same shit. I can't. I can't do it. It will kill me. I will jump off of a bridge. Which one, though? Please don't. I don't know. You're, a, good, you're a good host, Bill. A small the, bridge. The Ben Franklin Bridge is the prettiest bridge, okay. so. I think that would make for... Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have left on Broad Street Hockey Radio. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Uh, like Steph said, Flyers Fan Fridays. Submit those fan posts, those fan shots. Our draft party is June 22nd at Tavern on Broad. Tavern on Broad. Be there or there will, suck. There will be a post tomorrow and a Facebook event and, you know, the whole thing. Um, so we can put you can put it in your calendars. But you are the first to know because it's literally getting confirmed as we speak. Go birds. Are you ready to talk about sports? Yeah. Who's gonna score hockey goals? Our team. No one does more hockey than our boys. The Flyers. Broadstreet Hockey Radio. Turn that shit up, you motherfucker. I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly.